my dear brothers and sisters, Talofa. Talofa. Welcome to the Royal Strong and Chew Podcast. We are very excited to be with you today. Uh, sorry, I, just, I don't know what just happened. I think a demon must have overcame me or something. Maybe it was... A Diablo del Sol, perhaps? A Diablo del Sol, huh? A tease? Hmm? That's a tease. We are very excited to be with you today. We got a lot to recap because we were not available on our Friday episode due to the Thanksgiving holiday. So we will be talking about coaching carousel. We will be talking about BYU versus Stanford, BYU basketball, BYU women's volleyball, geopolitical relationships. Who knows? We'll, we'll, we might even solve world hunger. It's going to be a fun one. Make sure you are ready for it. Get ready by following us on Instagram and Twitter at LoyalToRoyalPod, leaving a five-star review and making sure you have the episode downloaded. Helps more than you know. We love you guys. Let's get into it. Let's Tigers. But that field judge on the far side is in their pocket, man. Go over here, that's right! Let's back this ruler. Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> Let's go wild, Let's man. Go, baby. Let's go. I have the ball! <laughs> We're at a waterfall, dude. Oh, oh, oh. He put his butt! Not him! <laughs> go, 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 go! 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 Welcome in listeners to yet another episode of a podcast. Oh? What happened to the podcast right But not just any podcast, mind you. It's the best podcast. Ah, there it is. Five stars on Apple and on Spotify, thanks to you guys. Yep, that you're doing right now. Keep it going. Make sure you're leaving those reviews. Helps the show grow. Make sure to undo it and then redo it. Yeah, yes. You can do it like an unlimited amount of times, I think. Yeah. Every other month or something. You can also just make new accounts. Just yeah. to rate the podcast. That's totally viable. Yeah, Good no. Use of your time. We totally yep. here on the Royal Strong and True podcast are in support of fraud. That is a statement. Podcast Kristen. fraud, <laughs> tax fraud, grade fraud, just any type of fraud, really. Speaking of a fraud. Mm. Just kidding. I, I didn't have to <laughs> want to see the reaction. Eyeball emojis. Santa. Oh, eyeball emojis. <laughs> The people that use eyeball emojis on Monday night uh, all over Twitter, uh-huh. frauds. Frauds. Yeah, frauds. BYU Twitter users who just spam us with eyeball emojis. It's probably going to be like it's not how Walmart it has created a sponsorship deal with BYU women's field hockey. <laughs> New Built Bar flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Horrible. The chocolate cougar tail Built Bar flavor. Uh, by the way, just for legal reasons, we do not actually support fraud. We got in the fine print. Thank you, lawyers, for advising us there. Yep. Um, all Jared you listeners out that. there, I hope you have a Christmas tree, at least in your thoughts these days, if not already set up, um, because that is one of the best possible ways to do housekeeping. Woo! True! Which we will do now on the it podcast. It is now Christmas time. Is Santa the fraud you were thinking of in your transition? Perhaps. Santa, Santa's real, by the way. Yeah, for the sake of Not all the... Not a fraud. NORAD Santa tracker. Look it up. Mm, yes. They track him. They, they film him as he flies. He's real. Also, if all you little kids out there want a good story about Santa Claus, Violent Night comes out this week. What's that? Oh. It's a rated R show about Santa Claus. David Harbour plays Santa Claus. Oh, good heavens. He goes Who is on a, David Harbour? He is... Uh, 
Hopper in Stranger Things. Oh, okay, got it, got yeah. it. Yeah, he plays like Violent mm. Santa. Oh, I see. As he like, defends Night. a girl on the nice list from evil. Oh. It looks interesting. You better watch out. <laughs> and very gory. So, because uh, candy cane is like a freaking wow. stick of dynamite. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think that's a must-watch this Christmas season. Incredible. I will be watching that. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the original yep. topic. Yes, uh-huh. which was keeping house. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. It's time for proper football. Proper football. Oh, yeah. Put your beans on your toast. Well, technically, it's proper soccer because uh-huh. we drew... With England. England? Uh, it was a good result. I the the Anglos. Here's right. your, here is your daily reminder that the United States and England have found each other playing uh, footy with the, one another in the World Cup three times. And England has won exactly zero of those times. Damn! Nil. Mm, two ties, one United States victory. Love That's to see it. all we need to say, right? Yeah, I mean, England are one of the best squads in the world. Absolutely. Top five. Their bench is absolutely ridiculous. It, it is ridiculous. But we tied them. Clap it up. Amazing. If I'm not mistaken, we had more shots on goal. It, Probably. We honestly yes. dominated the game. The first yeah. like, 10, 15 minutes. We're all England. England was on the front foot. I think we were a little hot. We were a little like... We were coming in to play a football game, kind of, but not a proper football game. And then we smelt the tea in the harbor. Yes. We the, did. The tea was rank. Feels like 1776, baby. Yeah. We threw away all the beans on toast in sight. <laughs> we took the beans off their toast. Uh, yeah. Our midfield was fantastic. Probably our, our best group. Weston yep. McKinney. Dominated oh, Weston McKinney. Goodness. I think I might be in love with him. Manifest Westony. <laughs> Uh-huh. For all you historians out there. Um, yeah, so technically, the one point we got from the tie didn't really help us much. Hey, but it didn't, didn't hurt us, us, though. It didn't hurt, it didn't hurt us. us it was a moral victory. Yes, Because absolutely. we hey, proved I... on the world stage that we can hang with the world's best teams. So, you know, great for the guys, great for morale. And yes. yeah, good result. We can go toe-to-toe, pun intended. May okay. I just say? Yep. Please. Whatever our goalie's name is, I forget. Sorry, Keeper. Uh, no, never mind. This is America. Goalie. Yes. Whatever our goalie's goalie. name is, he's the GOAT. Matt Turner. Him. Matt Turner. What's, Dude, he is a freaking What's goat. up with he us and just goat. finding GOAT goalies? I have no idea, but I think he started in high school or something. Like, Yeah. He's the, he's the freaking GOAT. Yeah. He like watched the 2010 World Cup and was like, I want to play soccer. Yeah. And now he's freaking playing in the World Cup. He's playing in England. Get wrecked, mate. He's a GOAT. <laughs> yeah, America. I'm just saying, in the next few years, we're going to be scary. We are gonna be We're scared. Gonna be scared. Mm-hmm. That was fantastic. That was probably one of the most intense, like, sporting events I have watched in a very long time. It did not disappoint. Uh, we came in, it, like Dan said, it didn't eliminate us and it didn't help us advance necessarily, uh, because no matter what, we're going to have to beat Iran. Iran. Oh, sure that press conference today. Make sure you're pronouncing they, it correctly. Their reporters are going. <laughs> Insane. Their reporter went freaking wild. How do you feel representing a country that marginalizes your people? And like starts going off. I was like, you have no place to talk, Iran. I know. I was like, and yes, let me reiterate. Iran. Oh. (laughs) Okay. First off, 
We in America speak English. Don't tell us how to speak our language. Thank you very much. <laughs> That's how it's pronounced in our language. Do you see us going around Iran and saying, it's not United States of America. We, we go around, we do not say Darren, that. Darren, you're canceled again. No, it's, we don't say that because it's insensitive. Cancel Jared is back. Jared is canceled no once right again. to tell us that. Uh, anyway, secondly, I, our, our, um, our guy's response was very mature, very... Yes. Well put together. I was uh-huh. very respectful. Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. Very Captain. Thomas Jefferson. El Capitan. Um, I, I respect his move. I'm just going to say, if I was there, I would have brought up, like, killing a woman because she wore her headdress incorrectly and murdering gay people on sight and mm-hmm. refusing to give women the right to vote mm-hmm. before mm-hmm. we start to talk about racism. But that's just me. Yep. Uh, yeah. We're not going to go there. Just saying, if I were the president, I would probably not be... I'd probably be a little bit loose with the bomb button. <laughs> as long as it's not civilians, as long as it's just that reporter's house. Yeah, that was a. It was an interesting move. I think we can say the least, coming from Iran. Iran. Anyway, moving on. Sorry, yes. we, we got a little political um, on that one. Moving on with the World Cup, as Jared mentioned, our our last game in the group stage against Iran mm. is Tuesday. Tuesday today. At noon, mountain time, and we must win to advance. It's basically the knockout round came a game early for us. Yay, Christmas came early. Yay. We made the knockout round, everybody. If we win, we move on. If we don't win, we're out of here. I mean, hey, if you remember the finale of Ted Lasso Season 1, we can tie, if I'm not mistaken, right? We can tie... Or sorry, no, England can tie and we can win by five plus goals. So it's just like the yeah, reverse so of the Ted Lasso ceremony. Yes. It's just yes. like, yeah, kind of crazy. We so, could Ted Lasso scenario, but backwards. Exactly. We do have a chance to win the whole group. Like Justin said, if, if England tie and we win by five or more goals. Mm. Which I'm not going to say anything, but the geopolitical landscape would, in, would make me infer that uh, our team is hungry. Yes. To say the least. Mm. For goals. Fair enough. Kicking bombs all over the field. We've only scored one goal so far, but <laughs> in the entire world. It's all it's always possible. And how are we feeling? Because the tie was fantastic, but I still really haven't seen from our team that we can go out and win a game yet. Like we've played three fantastic halves of football, uh, of soccer, but I don't Soka. I how are how confident are you guys feeling that we can go out and beat Iran tomorrow? Can, or I, today? Just, today. can I just say something as a non soccer uh, expert, yes, of yes, course. please. As a soccer casual, All right, yeah. um, is there any more perfect way to get the general of American, the generality of Americans, to hate soccer even more than to make the World Cup for the first time in eight years and then tie in two straight games? Yeah. The worst way would be then to go lose to Iran. That's fair. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that might be worse. Two ties and then a loss. If okay, but two ties and a win, it'll recover, and I will be cheering my head off. For Team USA, even though I'm not a soccer fan, I have watched USA in both of their uh, matches. Sorry. Matches. Screw it. This is America. Both their games. Games. And yeah, go uh, go USA. It feels like 1776. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the American audience will be probably more excited by the next rounds, not the group stage. Group stage does have its more boring games. And the next round is where we get... More elimination games, extra time, there shootouts. No ties. No PKs. ties allowed. 
It gets pretty exciting. Yeah. Justin, about your early comment, feels like 1776. You know, you know, it feels like 2011 as well. Oh, shoot. Can we get Obama on the sideline? Just yeah. like Obama and like the Navy SEALs just Obama's on the sideline. Just like, chilling. All American fans that are there. Dress up like SEAL Team 6. Got a remote control. What if the coach was just replaced by Obama in a suit? What if Obama was just standing on the sideline as the acting coach? Even better, it was Jordan Peele deep faked as Obama. As the coach. I would love that. And then they have, you know, Key, who's like the angry translator for Obama. You guys seen that skit? Yeah. I have not seen that one. Anyway, moving on. Last thoughts about the World Cup. How's it going? How are we feeling about this year's World Cup? I dare say Dan said it. It almost feels drunk, but that would be a misstatement because yep. there's no booze allowed in Qatar. Not right now. permitted. Yeah. <laughs> feels high on incense. Yeah. Mm. There's a lot of head scratching results, to say the to least. To say the least. <laughs> Messi's legacy. Updates, um, upsets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Brazil, obviously, without Neymar. Do we know the extent of his injury yet? You can literally um. look at him sideways and he would fall down on the ground and be injured. Yeah. So, no, I have no clue. Gotta love Neymar. He's yeah. got he's got an ankle, but who knows if he'll play again. Anyway, Brazil's still the odds-on favorite to win the tournament, followed yeah. closely by France and England. So, uh, world powers at it again. So we mm-hmm. must be tied with England. Then. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, the the numbers would tell you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Trans the property. The spreadsheets, the models would suggest as much. Mm, we Jerry Palm. Very much here. All right, Jerry Palm in this <laughs> oh, Justin's canceled now. <laughs> he went there. I'm okay. sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let us let us move on from proper football, or as it is known now, soccer. Soccer, real soccer. Uh, we shall now play, or not play. Talk about men's hoops, men's basketball. They went to the Bahamas uh, yes. to play in the Battle for Atlantis tournament. Atlantis. They lost to USC by six. They lost to Butler by five, mm. and then came back from down 23, 32 to nine, with six minutes left in the first half, to beat Dayton in overtime in the final game. I think my one takeaway from this team, or from this week of this team, is that we will play exciting games of basketball. There's not been a boring game yet from this BYU basketball squad. Yeah, I really liked what I saw from this BYU basketball squad. I mean... Kind of what I said earlier, we win the games we're supposed to win, and we lose the games we're supposed to lose. I mean, we were favored slightly versus USC, but they're teams that are comparable to us, and it's not like we got blown out by them. You know, we lost by six, we lost by five. We missed shots down the stretch. If those shots go in, the score swings the other way. So, and then we end up coming back versus Dayton, which is, you know, it's a big win. Dayton is favored to win the... A-10. A-10. Yeah, sorry. I mix up all the A conferences. There's a lot of them. They're favored to win the A-10, so that's a good win. It'll be a good win come tournament selection time. Not that that will matter for BYU. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I just think it's... uh, The fact that we came came back from down 23 shows a lot of resilience. And what I really like to see is that when we were struggling at halftime, we started that game going big with Waterman in, and we ended up subbing him out and going small instead in the second half. And that is when things changed. And mm. Waterman didn't see the floor again, which, you know, obviously I love Waterman. He's a good player. But Pope made an adjustment, saw that it was working, stuck with it, and didn't try to force what he wanted to do, which I love seeing. I think Pope is a good coach. I liked it. Yeah. Uh, Gideon George kind of went off. He did. Against Dayton. He had kinda. 21 points, made 
Uh, oh, I thought he made six threes, but that was actually just free throws. He made six free throws. Mm. Hey, that is great for this team. That's yeah. We're like 60% on the season, so we need to get that. <laughs> yeah, we shot 62.5% from the line, yeah. so yeah. it wasn't much better. <laughs> um, Dallin Hall put up 12. Yeah. True freshman. He's, he's That's been cool. contributing a good yeah. amount. Yeah, what's the other freshman? Uh, Richie Saunders. Richie Saunders, Saunders was also a big contributor. He's got a funny haircut. He was tied. He was like tied for second or something, or tied for fourth for blocks in the entire tournament. Oh sure. That's wild. Yeah. As a skinny little white kid off a mission. Yeah, I mean it's just like these guards that think they can drive in on him and he swats them every time. Dude, hey, okay. that's impressive. That's that's kind of like classic BYU of old, right? Yeah. Just like overlooked talent, and I'm okay with that. Gritty, aggressive guys because they grew up getting slammed into the sliding curtains at the, <laughs> in their stake center at Church Ball. So. Exactly. <laughs> um, anyway, I, I would say, just to wrap up men's basketball, I think we're feeling pretty good for what we've seen, right? Obviously yeah. not the results that we've wanted, but as far as our expectations went, we've been competitive in every game regardless of who we're playing, and yep. I like that. Yeah, it's fun. Um yeah. Moving forward from here, is there something that worries you guys about this team? Or are you guys looking... I guess what I'm trying to say is, what is the one thing that this team needs to clean up in order to win more of these close games? Hmm. I guess for me, I think our biggest weakness is we don't really have... Well, two things, actually. One is turnovers. Yep. Which have been a problem all season. Yep. Um, gotta gotta clean that up. The other thing is, I feel like we don't have like an offensive identity yeah. very much. Mm-hmm. Like all of our games are so different. Mm-hmm. Like the results are you know pretty similar. Kind of no matter who we're playing, it's a close game, mm-hmm. and usually we'll win the ones we're supposed to and lose the ones we're supposed to. Like we've said, but on offense, I just feel like we don't have something that we can rely on in like late game moments or something to really um what's the word like buoy us up and help mm. give us the last push we need for what a metaphor for big wins yeah i gotta agree with dan on this one i just think we don't have a lot of shot making we have a lot of shot making potential so when we do we are on like in in overtime jackson robinson went off mm. he played very well but in the beginning of the game like the second half he kind of hit the broad side of the barn like it was ridiculous and nobody could we missed tons of shots to tie the game or to take a lead or you know, and ended up not mattering, but uh, we just need guys that can make shots more consistently, which kind of goes with what Dan was saying. We don't have, like, that guy that you can go to and just, like, mm. hope and just, like, give them the ball and know that they're going to create and they're going to do something. There are guys on our team that will create, but then they'll just break the shot. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, not exactly what we're looking for, probably. <sighs> yep. Um, anyway, there is uh, two games this week. We play Westminster. Uh-huh. Mm. Uh, Big game. Play it like at Vivint Smart Home or something yep, because yeah. the Merit Center is being used for a Christmas devotional. So oh, obviously, oh. basketball games continue. Yes. Wow. Christmas. Common occurrence that happens at every college or university around the oh, country. Yeah. yeah you know, course. they have their religious, uh, like, intramural, not intramural, their religious extravaganzas, mm-hmm. you know, take precedent over basketball games. That's fine. They, they're like curtain off, like, three quarters of the arena anyway. Why do they use <laughs> the Merit Center? Why don't they don't use know. just like something like. An auditorium in the Harris Pines, like the Harris Pine Arts Center, or something like, yeah, like a stage know, yeah. or something, you know, something that's actually built for something like that. Yeah, yeah, true. I know. And in the bottom of the 
the, the JFSBE, there's a big auditorium as well uh-huh. with a stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Um, then we play South Dakota. Uh, South Dakota, obviously, big, huge, big-time matchup. It's mm-hmm. going to boost the net rating a lot. That one is on Saturday. Um, anyway, any last thoughts about men's basketball before we move on? Um, is Hunter Erickson at, still at Westminster? Slick. Slick. Oh, that's Slick. He's okay. balling out of Slick. Never mind. Yeah. He's absolutely good for him. Out of Slick. You know, yeah. good for him. Uh, my one comment is this: uh, They came out with some blackout unis that are absolutely oh, true. gorgeous. True. The blackout. True. Yes. Unis with the royal trim and the royal letters and the royal numbers. It's just, it's not like super crazy or different from their other uniforms. It's the exact same thing with different colors, mm-hmm. but it looks clean. It looks good. I have no complaints about it. Yeah. Yep. Me neither. It's yeah. a good look. I agree. I think we can all say that with the the football blackout uniforms, we were a little disappointed because they weren't different. We were underwhelmed. I don't want to say disappointed, but yeah, underwhelmed. underwhelmed. Yeah, underwhelmed. That's a good way to put it. But with these ones, I feel like it's different. It looks crisp, clean, beautiful. I, I'm glad that they didn't try and do something because this works completely fine. There's no reason to change it. I'm not underwhelmed nor overwhelmed. I am simply whelmed. Mm. Exactly. That's I don't know if that's a thing. Can you be just whelmed? I'm whelmed. I'm whelmed. Uh, while you're looking that up, I got a uh, quick stat for you. Oh. Huh. What is? Whelm is to engulf, submerge, or bury someone or something. So you are engulfed or buried. In... Or flow or heap up abundantly. So what are you heaping up abundantly upon yourself? Whelm. Or how how much are you doing it? Oh, true. Interesting. Are you yeah. getting buried by whatever's whelming you, or, or is it just a light dusting? Is it like ankle deep so whelming? So what's the deal with that? Mm. If you're underwhelmed, does that mean you're being buried because you're under the whelming, mm. or are you underwhelmed? Isn't you're not whelmed sufficiently, so you're ah. out of the whelm? I think that's what it means. Yeah, it's mm. got to be like not fully whelmed I situation. See. Okay. And then when you're overwhelmed, you are whelmed, but to mm. an excessive amount. Yeah, I see. Whelmed and then some. Yeah. Interesting. You know... Syntax with the Royal Strong and True Podcast. This was Whelmed Talk. <laughs> uh, talking of Whelms... Oh, good transition, Jared. Hey. Gavin Baxter... Oh, uh-huh. uh-huh. ...went to Utah. Yes. Is he hurt again? <laughs> I don't know. But he's averaging 7.7 <laughs> minutes a game. Oh, nice. But he's played in all seven games. Okay. Uh, averaging uh, 1.4 points per game. Nice. Solid. 1.6 rebounds per game. Oh, uh, zero, more than one rebound a game. Zero steals. Zero point one assists per game. Zero point seven blocks per game. I'm just reading you the stats. Zero point four turnovers per game. Mm. So that's a zero point one to zero point four turnover assist ratio. Nice. Uh, he's shooting exactly thirty seven point five percent from the field. And Not ideal for a big man. Sixty seven percent from the free throw line. Two of three. Wow. So. Clap it up for him. I'm glad that he got to go to Utah, you know, reach his potential there. I'm sure he would not be getting as many minutes here on the BYU team, would not be being used as much or as well. Well, yeah, at least he's at like a, you know, super deep program, Mm. great um, performing team. Great fan base. I would assume. Yes. Um, You know, like he's probably at a really good program getting valuable learning experience. Is he not? He's preparing for the NFL draft, I mean, NBA draft yep. as well. Yeah. Oh, uh-huh. yeah. Um, yeah, he did go lose to Sam Houston State earlier. Not bad. And also Mississippi State. Oh. Not bad. Oh, they are 6-0, though, so shoot. 
Mississippi State is one of the eight undefeated teams left in NCAA basketball. One Wild. of those being Ogden State. Ogden State? So Ogden is a state? Ogden State? I've uh, never this, even heard of that. This can't be from Utah, Ogden, is it? Yeah, I mean, it is Utah State, but, you know, Ogden oh, State. Ah, oh, gotcha. <laughs> you got us. Oh, got us. <laughs> I thought there was a new school invented. <laughs> yeah, and a D1. Ogden State. Just right, got us good. Fair enough, fair enough. Yep. Uh, okay, moving on from men's basketball. Next. Uh, let's hit a, just a, a quick dust over of the pro coots, because obviously we don't give a rat's patootly no. um, about the NFL, but mm. Zach Wilson. Benched. Uh, I Nail in the coffin. Is he dead? Will he play again in the NFL? Salah <laughs> says that he'll play, that they're, you know, it's a learning yeah. experience, and mm. Zach took it actually maturely, the first mature thing he said since he's gotten to the NFL, so good for him. Supposedly. <laughs> good for him. Yeah, uh... Yeah, Zach Wilson can't complete like basic throws. It's it's yeah. sad watching him like suck and then watching Mike White look like a <laughs> exactly. And I know it was against Bears defense, but still, that's not a good look. Yeah, I don't have high hopes for Zach Wilson. <laughs> <laughs> kind of lost faith in him. Yep. Sophomore slump. Sophomore slump. Yeah. Yep. Maybe. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. I mean, I had stuff to say. I don't know if we're gonna talk about Jaron Hall. Uh, um, we'll definitely we'll talk about, talk about Jaren yeah. Hall. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll save that for that conversation. Okay. <laughs> Jamal Williams had another touchdown on Thanksgiving. He leads the leagues in touchdown score. At a boy, Jamal. Keep it going. It's Jamal there. J Swag Daddy. J Swag Daddy. Uh, anyway, Fred Warner, Taysom Hill, Brady Christensen, KBN, Taki Taki, uh, Tyler Algier, Mike Davis, Dax Milne has a foot. He's, He's got, got a foot. foot. Yep. Uh, I don't know. All these guys are just doing the regulars. Fred Warner, They're bro, playing. he's playing out of his mind. He looks beast, insane on some of his highlights. It's like he's not he a shot out of a can. Did you see the ones where he's literally like flying through the air, yeah. making tackles? Yeah. Like that guys are like diving mid air, he he's colliding like with them. Ten yards. My goodness, Kyle Van. I'm oh, sorry, Kyle Van. Uh, he used to be a beast. Fred Warner, absolute beast. Dude, he's like on his way to like big things. Like give him that Pro Bowl vote. Yeah, I don't want to say Hoff, but. He's in the Hoff talk, I would say. Well, I think he's in the Hoff talk. If he can keep this up for a couple more years. Yeah, win a Super Bowl. Yeah, win a Super Bowl. True. <laughs> They're going to have to get rid of Jimmy G then. Hey. Yeah. I, I just exposed myself of knowing... Zach Wilson to the more. 49ers. Oh. Oh. Ha, ha, ha. Steve Young pipeline. Interesting. <laughs> uh, yeah, anything else on uh, Cougars and the Pros? Nah, I said this to you, Jared, before Dan showed up. So, Dan, I feel like we need to tell this to you. Okay. Literally every single time. Yeah, and the listeners. Yeah, love you guys. Um, every single time I watch an NFL game on my television or the television at the Philly Cheesesteak Place outside of the Plasma Donation Center. Hmm. Um, literally every right. single time I walk away saying that was the most boring game of football I've ever watched in my entire life. <laughs> like, without fail, I've watched like four NFL games this season. Every single one I've said that this is boring and it sucks. So, yeah, NFL is doo-doo. Yeah, I've got to say, I think I'm in kind of a sweet spot with the Commanders. Yeah. The Commies. Because they have the X Factor. Taylor (laughs) Heineke. Who played in the XFL. Who will come up later um, with my Jaron Hall talk. A little little, uh, sneak peek. But yeah, the Commanders, I feel like, are fun because they never, like, dominate games. Um, Maybe they should, some of them, but they still don't. But they play in close games, and they usually win it, so it leaves you with you know a nice taste in your mouth. Men's basketball. Kind of like comparison. BYU basketball. Exactly like <laughs> BYU men's Interesting. Basketball. Yeah, they're a fun team. Yeah, and Dax Milne, obviously, on the commies. 
has a Max foot Milne. Did you see the guy's huge hat he wore after the game? I didn't see that. That was quite that a was hat. A gigantic baseball cap. That's like backyard baseball kind of. Exactly. That was quite a hat. It's beautiful. That was awesome. Well, before we move on from housekeeping, I do want to say, give a quick little shout out to our BYU women's volleyball team. Ooh, true. Who was selected as a seventh seed to go to the NCAA tournament. All right. Great. Great job. They made it. They played James Madison on Friday. The Dukies. The Dukies. The Dukies. Uh, and then they also will have another rematch with Pitt. Oh, oh like top four in the country. Great, so sick. Good love for them. To, love to see that. Uh, should we talk about the elephant in the room? Yeah. There is no elephant in the room, just to clarify. There's not. No. Okay. Doesn't look like it. So we're not in the Heisman house. Could an elephant no. fit in this room? I think so. A small one. I think it could, mm. but would it fit through the door? A small no. one. Yeah. Would like we have to like take the window out and like? Or just through the ceiling. Lower yeah. it down. Yeah. Ah, true. Lower it down. Like the man yeah. with palsy. Exactly. Yes. Take the, the thatch off the roof. Yes. Take mm-hmm. the thatch off the roof and lower the elephant in the room so we can talk about it. Okay, what is this elephant? The elephant in the room is Houston Haymooley uh-huh. and the BYU Cougars. Okay. Beat Stanford 35-26 to in a game that was light years closer than it should have been Yep. in the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, Justin... Good move. Let's clap it up for them. Sure. We went seven and five. Guaranteed winning record this year, everybody. Another Pac-12 win. We just rack them up. Yep. This just makes me think. Like you know when like Vegas set our win total at seven and a half, and we were all like, "Easy over." Like, <laughs> what the heck does Vegas know that we don't? I don't know. Hmm. How did they see this coming from the beginning? What does Vegas know that we don't? I don't know. I. Well, you had us fooled. Maybe they know that. Uh, this is BYU we're talking about. <laughs> That's true. That's no true. such thing as sustained success anymore. They don't have blue goggles. That's definitely it. So let's talk about the game. It was a very exciting first half. True. Fireworks were flying for the BYU offense. Ooh. Jaron Hall rediscovered his legs once more, oh only to gosh. discover that his leg was nope. no longer there after a botched fourth and one call from Oof. our very, very capable offensive coordinator who loves, is very, very capable at calling third and fourth and short. Place. Yeah, we love our fourth down conversions, don't we? Mm. <laughs> the second half what are you about? was probably the equivalent of an NFL football game. It honestly mm. was. It was, it was yeah. so boring that at halftime, um, me and my family played Quiplash. Oh, and nice. we had the BOU game on mute. On the it's big a good TV. game. Good game. Yeah, we're playing Great Quiplash. Game. You know, obviously a lot of potty jokes. Yeah. You know, the works. Um, and the second half started and we were in the middle of the game. We're like, okay, we'll finish it and watch the game. The game was so boring, we just kept playing Quiplash. Fair enough. So, yeah. uh, it, it was just that kind of game. Uh, Jacob Conover saw the field. Ooh, I was he? so excited. Exciting. And he threw one screen pass. A threw the screen. ball away on the one screen pass. Yeah, didn't even get a... I, I don't know. I understand why we ran the ball. I also don't understand why we didn't throw the ball. <sighs> no, A-Rod said in his, like... Coordinator's corner. I don't, I don't even remember what it was, but he said in an interview that, like, okay, Stanford was coming back. We already had a comfortable lead. All we had to do was bleed out the clock, and we were going to win this football game. Which, okay, I get it. Technically, technically, that's true. Yeah. Technically, that's true, but if Stanford is capable on special teams and doesn't miss two extra points, it's a one-touchdown game, and the game completely changes with an onside kick in that situation instead of them just kicking it to us. So, I must say, the best way to put away a team is not by running out the clock. It's running up the score. Exactly. There you go. It's like trading twos at the end of a basketball game. There's about 45 seconds left. One team's up six. 
Just trade twos. We right? did the equivalent of instead of going for the three, going for the two, and hoping we can foul like play the foul. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. love yeah. that. Um, speaking of running, oh. Ooh. Isaac Rex did some running in this game. He had a nice forty-something uh, yard touchdown reception. All I'm gonna say that was thunderous. That was by far the worst touchdown I have ever seen. But it was a touchdown. Uh, but it was a touchdown. It was a. Doesn't matter play. if you win by an inch or a mile. Winning's winning. Winning is winning, and he scored a touchdown. That was a funny one. That was. Funny I liked one. that. That was pretty funny. Entertaining. One. This was a game full of humor, yeah. like. Just kind of taking myself out of it. I was already hurt from the the previous uh, experiences that day. Uh, I, I tweeted out the Michael Scott, uh, I am ready to be hurt again meme. Um, this was a very funny game. Isaac Rex's touchdown being one of those very funny plays. Yeah, it was. Um, Jaron Hall had a, probably a career low completions and attempts, probably. Probably. Seven for 11. Hey. That's it. That's all we passed. Yeah. Ayo. I will say this, or just I will ask this: Is Hinkley Bopati the running back of the future? With that, mm. I mean the one year of eligibility he has left. He only's got one left. Yeah, he's a JUCO transfer. <sighs> Dang it! Cerritos Junior College. Shout out California boys. Uh, he better be. He has a speed that is unmatched, and also Chris Brooks played really, really well, but he goes down way too easily. Yeah. He goes down on first contact every single time. At the very least, he does go down on contact falling forward. True, true. I'll give him that. He falls forward for like four or five yards every time. Yeah. So, and he in not, the open field, at least. Good skill. Not the ball this good year. skill. No, he's not. So, that's very good. Good for him. Um, Is I, Katoa alive? I don't know, actually. I don't know what happened to Katoa. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of Katoa for a little I bit. I forgot about Katoa. Yeah. Not mad. Um, yeah, you're doing fine. Hinkler body was electric. Yeah. When he gets in the open field, like... He's strong and everything, and he's got those massive quads that look like freaking ant legs. But he is fast. On that one touchdown run he had, it was like, boop, 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 and he's gone. Mar- Super Mario style. Like, he was got awesome. Him. Yeah, he's a good athlete. With with Chris Brooks leaving, we'll be glad to have Hinkley Ropati coming back. Mm-hmm. As well as, who we got, Michael Davis. Michael, Michael Davis. Incredible back. Obviously still uh, returning from his injury. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is his name Michael Davis? What is that? Miles. Miles. Oh, Miles Davis. Miles Davis. <laughs> you always get hit yeah. into Michael Davis. It sounded yeah. wrong. It's okay. It's I okay. Didn't quite it's okay. Play. Miles Davis, yeah. Two very similar names. Yeah. M. Davis. M. Davis. Yeah, we won. Sure. Yeah. Shall we address the other elephant in the room? Mm. Uh, sure. It seemed in the broadcast that they were continually cutting to David Shaw, who mm. was longingly looking up at the scoreboard and taking in his surroundings. Mm. I thought it was weird at first. But then news breaks after the game that he is stepping down and that is the last football game he has coached at Stanford and he is saying the last football game that he will ever coach in college. Oh, wow. In college. So, in college. That's a key word. He's looking around, taking in the scenery because he was going to step down. What does this mean for BYU who competes regularly with Stanford for top LDS recruits? I will say, mm. I made a mental note earlier that they showed David Shaw during the Senior Bowl for Stanford announcements, uh-huh. and he was, like, bawling. Yeah. And I was like, that's kind of weird. Like, usually coaches don't cry that much. Yeah. And But I just was like, oh, I'll just file that away, you know? Now it makes complete sense. Mm. Um, there you go. I will say, we've already seen what this will do for recruiting. Walker Lions. Li- Lions? Lions. 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 Rawr. 
king of the jungle. He's that tight end? Yes. Tight end Beast. committed to Stanford over BYU. All-American. Has now decommitted from Stanford. And we as the Rose Strong True Podcast will be the first to say he has recommitted to BYU. He's very yep. welcome to. Uh, subscribe to our premium Discord server where you'll get all the inside information that we make up. Yep. And we will tweet out lots of pairs of eyeball emojis just to get new followers on Twitter. Yeah, exactly. Yep. It's like Cougar Board, but without the uh, angry 45-year-old men. Yeah. Yep. You just, just get angry 23-year-old, 24-year-old men. Exactly. So. Cool. Well, <laughs> anything else with that game? Honestly, no. I, I don't know. Like, we ran the ball really, really well, which was cool, but it was Stanford. It was basically an FCS game. Like, they may be one of the worst Power 5 teams um, in the country. Yeah, they're pretty bad. Yep. Um, Unfortunately. Let's move forward a little bit. Coach Tuiaki, Elisa Tuiaki, defensive coordinator, steps down on Sunday over uh, Instagram. He resigns. Uh, what does this mean for BYU? What does this mean moving forward? Who do we want as DC? Obviously, Kai Winningham is the leader in the clubhouse for Tom Homer right now. But yep. just in yeah. case that doesn't work out, we've got others like Urban Meyer um, in the mix. Yeah, so what sure. do you guys think about that whole situation? Mm, I think it's a good move for BYU. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I don't think I, you need to explain. <laughs> I don't want to drag Tuiaki too much, but our defense was bad this year. Um, our scheme was bad. Our play calling was bad. We had a very disappointing season, so it will be refreshing to have you know some changes taking place in our defense. Yeah, it was time. Um, Tuiaki and Kalani have been together for a very long time. They were hired at the same time. They were together in Utah. They were together in Oregon. They were together <laughs> here. Sometimes. You know, you just need a fresh set of eyes to look at things. And sometimes, you know, Tuiaki, he was a good coach. Like, some of the best performances we have had as a team over the past couple of years are because his defense has balled out. And let's be fair, in the last two years, defense has struggled. But in the first couple of years, we had, defense a, was good. we had a top 30 defense in points per game and yards per game. Oh, yeah. yeah it's just so these last couple of years, it's been struggling. Somewhere down the line, we kind of got lost. Things didn't go as well as we were hoping. Uh, Tuiaki, he's a good guy. I hope he excels elsewhere. But yeah, it was time for BYU to move on, and I'm glad we did. Yeah. What is the one thing that you guys are going to look for in a new DC? Do you want notoriety, big name, scheme, focus? I don't know. What's what's something that you guys look for? Or does it not matter? We just need somebody else. First of all, I don't care about name. What I do care about is a guy that comes in that cares about the program and cares about the connections here in Utah and gets our local guys. Yeah. Not just solely focuses on the local guys, but doesn't let them slip away. Right. Someone like a Smith Snowden, you know, at uh, Sky Ridge. Okay. Just to throw things out. Just, just, just to throw just a, a random. Name. You know, just a just a random DB, a generational DB coming out of the state of Utah. Anyway, um, I think there's a couple guys on our staff that should be allowed to stay. I'm hoping that a new DC doesn't just come in and completely clean house, unless that, maybe that's something they need to do, you know, and and we'll see that down the line. But I'm hoping somebody comes in that runs a scheme and that confuses defense that doesn't just have that has a base that they can go back to but confuses defenses runs some little traps you know runs some little uh, stunts at the defensive line sorry I forgot the word a little more pressure coming off the edge with the corners and outside linebackers and stuff like that I don't really care about name just as long as he's willing to do his homework every week recruit like hell and just play good defensive football be creative yeah 
Yeah, I think that's a, a perfect profile for a defensive coordinator. I especially want to emphasize the recruiting because our defensive recruiting has been pretty lacking. <laughs> especially on the line. Yep. Uh, we've got some better defensive line recruits uh, the last couple years. You know, some are out on missions, some are had an ACL or something. But I, I will want our D-line to take a big step forward and, you know, through recruiting and also through schemes, getting a lot more pressure on opposing quarterbacks, getting off the field on third downs and just, you know, not giving up long, extended, bend, <laughs> don't break drives like we have been for the past few years. Yep. I 100% agree. I just want change. <laughs> that's what I'm going to leave it at. I just want something different. Um, I would love for us to play a more aggressive style of, of defense instead of, like Dan said, bend, not break. Like, I would rather break every so often than bend every single time. Yeah, and give up, like, those 12-minute, 80-yard, 14-play <laughs> drives. That exactly. We have. exactly. At the end of the day, football is all about Painful. imposing your will on your opponent. Mm -hmm. And dropping eight isn't imposing your will. It's just letting the defense, letting their offense letting their offense make mistakes instead of forcing those mistakes. And there's a time and a place for that, but that can't be Absolutely. what you do every single time. Yeah. Can't be the entire game. And I, to, you know, to Yaki's credit, he did stop doing that a little bit in this past year, and then Kalani took over, and we saw a corner blitz. Gabe Judy Lolly got a half a sack. Yeah, so, let's freaking go. Love it. So, yeah, uh, change was needed. Yes. And we'll see what change happens, continues to happen, because my guess is that that is not the only BYU football coach that we will see let go. Eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, eyeball emoji, uh, frowning, crying emoji, cougar paw prints emoji. Yep. <laughs> Twitter's going crazy. Uh, thoughts on the season as a whole? We finish up 7-5, and five, obviously not what we wanted. Um, I think if we could have beaten Notre Dame, which we probably should have, I think we had no chance against Arkansas, Oregon, and Liberty. But I think if you beat Notre Dame and beat East Carolina, both of those games being extremely winnable, this, we're looking at this season completely differently. We're looking at a chance to get the 10 wins again. We're looking at a team that is formidable, ranked in the top 25. Yep. I, I think those two just, for lack of a better word, fart faces of games cost us a chance at a good season, a great season. Like, this is an okay season, but given the expectations, it's been horrible. It could have been a good season. Yeah. You know, and it could have been a season that propelled us into, you know, Big 12, com you know, Big 12 competition talk. Yes. You know, I think the narrative right now is we're going to go into the Big 12 and we're going to suck. And, you know, that very well may be as we transition into being a Power 5 conference and playing a Power 5 schedule week after week after week. Yeah. So this, this is going to be an interesting ride. Uh, buckle up. The You know, it'll all go down here pretty quickly because the early signing period is coming up and the transfer portal uh, window opens December 5th. So... Things have to happen quickly, otherwise we'll be behind. So expect some moves in the next couple weeks. I would like to like to see those. Also, moves coming in the final weeks. Um, Big 12 schedule. Early December. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So uh, be on the lookout. There'll be a lot of BYU news coming up. Beautiful. Uh, sorry, Dan, were you going to say uh, No, you go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> um, finally, BYU bowl game. We haven't heard anything yet. There's rumors. A-Rod said today on Coordinator's Corner that it's probably going to be Saturday, December 17th. Get it out of the way before Christmas. Mm -hmm. Great. We don't want another Hawaii Bowl ruining Christmas Eve for everyone. Nope. Um, Absolutely not. What do you guys want 
in a bowl game. Obviously, there's not a ton to hope for given our current circumstance of being seven and five and not super sexy uh, to ESPN. But what do you guys look for? Is it time and day? Is it specific bowl or location? Is it an opponent? What What do you guys want in a bowl game? Well, I want to play Kansas. Okay, that'd be that, fun. <laughs> I like it. That'd be fun. Win or lose, I don't even care. If we play Kansas, it'll be fun. Okay. Yeah, I look for the opponent. I'd like to play a Power Five team. That's probably the biggest thing that I care about is who we play. Besides that, location can be fun. You know, I'd rather play in I don't know Bahamas. Hawaii, I don't know. Not the Hawaii Bowl, of course. Of but, course. No. You know, some fun location. I'd rather do that than play in Oklahoma or something. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair like enough. an Orlando Bowl, you yeah. know, Universal. Somewhere Disney warm Island. probably yeah. would be fun for the players. Yeah. You know, yeah. nice Christmas break. Yeah. No famous out of vacation. Dan? None of that. No. <laughs> uh, I just want to play a team that our team will respect. Now, if that's going to be like South Alabama or Troy or some other 10-win G5 program, I think that we will respect that team, right? Although, I guess we didn't really respect UAB last year. But nope. um, <laughs> I don't want to play like a 7-5 and five Marshall team because then we're going to get our booty shellacked uh, because we're going to overlook them like usual and lose to a G5 program. I want to play a team that our guys will respect and will come to play because that's what I want to see. I want to see our team play well. I want to see us play invested like we did in the first half of the Stanford game. Regardless of who we play, when or where, I just want us to be ready for that game. I want us to not have players opt out. I'm looking at you, Jared. I'm looking at you, Puka. I'm looking uh-huh. at Blake Freeland and, uh-huh. and Clark Barrington. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I want us to all play, and I want us to care, because bowl games do matter. People will try and tell you they don't. They do, yeah. especially to us here at Tomorrow's mm-hmm. Strong and True Podcast. If anything, do it for us. Yeah. Yeah. Do it for us and our listeners. Bowl games definitely matter. That's like 80% of Cougar Nation right there. True. Us and our listeners. Yes. Exactly, yep. We can get to Facts. 81%. <laughs> um, Cougar Connect. Any, any other uh, final thoughts on the BYU season as a whole? We'll obviously uh, step into some other things. Oh, one more thing I forgot. Okay. Jaron Hall. Mm, injures yes. his leg. On his final play, doesn't finish the game. Injuries have been a huge part of his career. His career has been a lengthy one at that. Um, yes. Going to the pros. Dan, I know you have some very specific thoughts involving <laughs> one commie. Let's hear it. Uh, I have I have a few thoughts. I, I, I want to hear Dan's thoughts on Let's this. Let's hear it. Jaron Hall, the pros, where do you stand? I think it's no secret that this was a bad season for Jaron Hall and his hopes for being an NFL quarterback. Yes. Going into this year, there was some buzz at him being you know, one of the top quarterback prospects. Not the top, but, but a know, second round guy. In, yeah. in the consideration, a solid NFL a top five draft pick. Yeah. Yes. And that buzz is still somewhat there because it's hard for it to really go away, but he's definitely fallen on a lot of draft boards. He still probably could get drafted, most likely, if he declared. Um, but he is old. True. Um, 24. He's old, yeah. It seems like, I mean, Joe Burrow is an example. He's He was an older quarterback who was mm-hmm. drafted. He bounced around Ohio State, LSU. Um, and so even him, a lot of people, there are like tweets about like, oh, 
by the time Joe Burrow finished his rookie year, Tua had been in the league for like four years or something. Yeah. So yeah, he wasn't. Yeah, he was old, Joe Burrow, but he was 23. Yeah. Right. A year younger than Jaron is now. So if Joe Burrow was old at 23, <laughs> <laughs> if Jaron Hall is maybe thinking about staying, he hasn't decided. Um, no one knows what he's gonna do. Before the season, it was almost certain that he would be going to the draft, but yep. disappointing season. Maybe he'll want to stay and try and regain some momentum. So, what I had to say was, he could go the XFL or USFL route. Becoming more popular. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, you know, just for the love of the game, just play football. People will take notice. For the love of game. Like one Taylor Heineke, uh-huh. who's balling up in the NFL, not getting amazing numbers, but his teammates He's love winning. him. He's got the moxie, the as moxie. they say. He's winning games. However, I don't think Jaron Hall has that in him. The moxie? Personality-wise. I don't mm. think he has. He's that type of guy. He's a hugger. Yeah. He's a, <laughs> He's hugger. a hugger. He's a, you know, sort of a quiet family man. He's not a kind of a wild beer-drinking mid-Atlantic <laughs> gunslinger like Taylor Heineke is. So that's what I had to say about Jaron Hall. Maybe he'll stay. Maybe he'll go for the draft, but I don't think he's fit for the XFL route. That's fair. I, I think the XFL is for, like Dan said, gunslingers. Yeah. Gunslingers. <laughs> for the love of the game, they have nothing else to do. Literally nothing else to <laughs> do. Who was it? That Was it the XFL or was it college football? I don't remember. There was like an offensive lineman standing on top of a bus shotgunning beers on the way to the game. That was Georgia Southern. That was yeah. Georgia Southern. <laughs> but those are the kind of guys that go play in the XFL. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Those are the type of XFL guys. Yeah. No, um, I agree with Dan. I'm going to say this. I've thought this since I was like coherent. Mm. Since I was like a year and a half old and singing the Cougar Fight song, I always thought this. I was like, why would players leave college early to go play in the NFL? You've got to be stupid. Obviously, I didn't know that there were hundreds of millions of dollars involved. But even that being said, why would you leave college football? The NFL is not fun. It's a business. It's boring. It's the no fun league. Mm -hmm. College football, you have better atmospheres. You have better relationships with your teams, players, and coaches. I... College football is unique and beautiful, and there's no reason that a sane human being, obviously money. Yeah. Okay, I yeah. get it. But if you're a money whore, go to the NFL. But if you're not, if you love playing football and you love college football, why would you ever leave? So as a college football fan, I would say to Jaron, enjoy it. The NFL is not going to be fun. It's not going to be family friendly to your child and your wife. The best option for you is to stay and play. Now, I know that for him, he's got to make his own decision. But me, with my little five-year-old brain, is saying, why in the world would you go play in the NFL if you could come back and play college football another year? I mean, fair enough. Who knows what he's up to? Is he about to finish a degree? Has he already finished True. a degree? I don't know. Is his wife finishing a degree? Is his wife finished? Is, his... is his kid in like preschool or something? Who knows? You know, there's a lot of things that could be going into this decision, especially because we know Jaron is not just a money guy. No. You know, you said a money whore or just a man whore like Zach Wilson. You know, oh. if you're just <laughs> if you're any type of whore, the NFL is good for you. Um, Jaron Hall is not that. So Can you make a Browns joke, but I'm withholding. Mm, Deshaun Watson <laughs> starting you. this week. Anyway, oh true, uh, oh, she's back. Jaron Hall, 
He's a good quarterback, and I do think that he would make it as an undrafted free agent on some roster, and he would work his way up and maybe be a career backup somewhere. I do think so. But it behooves him, I think, to improve his draft stock simply because you get a lot more guaranteed money the higher up you get drafted. Then you then play the game, though. Do you have an even worse season this next season because you're going into the Big 12 and playing better defenses every week? Mm. Or do you prove yourself against those better defenses and your draft stock rises back to third, second round, and you get a million dollars in guaranteed money, and you can just go and live in freaking Cincinnati or something for three <laughs> years, get your million dollars, and then get your get your regular job. You know? Yeah. Uh, it's one of those, are you willing to bet on yourself mm. situations, mm-hmm. right? And, and obviously, we'll respect Jaren's decision. Uh, if it is not Jaren, is Conover the quarterback of the future? Is there any way to know? I sure hope he's not, because... <laughs> We do not let him throw the ball more than five yards downfield. I have a theory. Our offensive coordinator, A-Rod, our wide receiver coach, Bessie Stuckett, mm-hmm. and our head coach, Kalani Stuckett, mm-hmm. all got together at the beginning of the season and said, Conover is a generational talent. Okay. Wow. He is the best quarterback we've ever seen at Brigham Young University, I but like we owe Jaron Hall okay. a year. Okay. So let's give Jaron Hall a year. Conover, stick around, and you will be the quarterback that leads us into the Big 12, and you'll win the Heisman. But Promise. we can't let Big 12 defenses know that we have this kind of weapon in our arsenal. Mm. So we're just not going to let him throw the ball. Meanwhile, Conover has been getting all the snaps in practice. Oh. He's been getting all the meaningful snaps. And during media availability, that's when Jaron Hall gets his snaps. Mm. So we've just, wow. been, <coughs> sorry. we've just been hiding Conover this entire time so that we can release him in the Big 12 and he can win the Heisman. I love this theory, Justin. It's my theory. I would love for that to be true. It's like 4D chess by the coaching staff. 4D chess. Consider me bought in, Justin. Jacob Conover is the secret weapon for the Big 12. We just can't show our, we can't tip our hand this early. We haven't even seen the schedule yet. Mm -hmm, That's true. We can't let Conover throw a pass. Nope, nope. It'll give the other teams too much information. It's throwing motion. Yep, I agree. That is definitely what it is. All, All of our eggs are in the Conover basket. Yep. Words of wisdom right there. Uh, all right. Shall we move on to the rest of college football? Spent an hour talking about everything else. Let's finally yep. talk about college football. Uh, it was rivalry week. Mm-hmm. It was the regular season wrap-up. Mm-hmm. we got a lot to get to. But first, the Nifty Nine. Bop. We head to Iowa City. Where a team from Iowa was playing a team that was not from Iowa. But well, that was actually from Nebraska. Crazy, right? Wow. The cursed, after losing the BYU at home Cornhuskers, were ready to give the bird to those poor kids in the children's hospital. Oh. The bird mascot people of Iowa decided to score more points in the half than they scored in a decade. 17 points. Ooh. What? Despite this offensive explosion straight out of their huck cloacas, it was wow. not enough as Matt came to rule the day. Nebraska wins the game. I did not include the final score on this piece of paper. 24-17. 24-17. We head to basically Mexico, but technically Tucson, Raiders, Zona, where the cats that lick themselves met the well-named Diablos del Sol Ah. in the Territorial Cup. Mm. Willie and Sparky got things started in a gnarly fistfight that almost resulted in Willie's beheading before the cheerleaders of all people broke them apart. 
The game was almost as good as the literal mascot mashup culminating in a bench-clearing brawl after an unfortunate Arizona State interception on the potentially game-winning drive. Jed Fish, 38, not Herm Edwards, 35. Ah, the prodigal son returns! Uh-huh. Remember Spencer Rattler? That dude that looks like the guy from Monsters, Inc. that got the suction cup applied to him? That's the one. He's been back like Mariah Carey these last couple of weeks. First beating Tennessee and then facing up against Clemson. However, apologies to all you Clemson fans out there. But I do joyfully declare that rather than South Carolina winning this game, DJ Ukulele and Clemson lost it. DJ Ukulele Oonga Boonga Loonga? That's the one. In Coma Valley, the Tigers did receive a punt down one with two minutes left, but promptly fumbled the ball and the game to the game Lee Cox. Hallelujah! Final score, 31 to 30. Does that not look like Spencer Rattler? <laughs> He's got the mouth. We head to sunny Lincoln Angeles, California, where hey. a team more expensive than California real estate was ready to take on a team from a state you probably forgot exists unless you are reminded by college sports. Indiana. Oh yeah. Notre Dame was set to take off Caleb Williams Trojan, Whoa. impregnating the college football playoff with three Yee. SEC teams. Caleb Billies decided that instead though, he would tell the other team, hi man, which translated in the football talk is, Heisman, leading the team to a 38 to 27 victory over the Fighting Irish. Beautiful. Uh, I don't need to say what game this is. All I will say is, Please repeat that boom. I think the microphone got some feedback. I cannot repeat it. <laughs> Michigan 45. Ohio State 23. Don't remind me. Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> Next, we head to Harrisonburg, Virginia, where the new money dukes of Jane Madison face off against the tourism money Chantageers of Coastal Carolina. <laughs> the Dukes played defense better than Grayson Allen after oh, slapping oh. the floor and extending a leg. That's very good defense, boom. The leg. That is incredible defense. Holding the Chanteliers to seven points on 183 total yards. <sighs> Meanwhile, the Dukes put up 47 uh -huh. and won the Fun Belt East. Enter the NCAA, who, true to character, have banned JMU from conference championship participation. Shout out to our boys at Pardon My Take who are hosting a pizza party for the James Madison Dukes to celebrate their victory. They deserve it. Gotta love it. Let me put uh, some straw in my mouth. Ooh, there it is. Here we go. Welcome to Louisiana, the famous land of Jameis Winston's stolen crab legs. You know how Jameis always does the W with his hand and says he needs to eat a W? What if he formed crab legs into a W and ate that instead? Just thinking about it. Where, where is this going? Anyway, <laughs> sorry, I, I, sometimes I think about Jameis Winston, a Louisiana icon. There was a football game in Baton Rouge where Brian Kelly was looking to personally pay Chimbo's buyout on the way to an SEC championship and possible playoff appearance. It did not go well, though. Texas ATM cashed out its NIL money and slapped LSU in the face with a wad of cash, crashing LSU's playoff hopes. With a 38 to 23 victory, but they still get to go to the SEC Championship. Wait, so Texas scored huh. 38 points in a single football game? It's because they fired their offensive coordinator, boom. Oh, 
He was definitely the problem, not Jimbo. Even though Jimbo is the self-proclaimed play caller. Mm. Uh-oh. Seems like we're just firing people to fire people here. Mm -hmm. uh, down in Central Florida, huh? the Southern Florida Bolsheviks played host to the Central Florida Knights of the Round Ball at Epcot. The black and white clad Citronauts jumped out towards our 28-0 first half lead, only to let the slime green ooze back into the game like a conglomerate of snot dripping down a toddler's face. Mm. Mike Wazowski Keen, he led the coachless wonders down the field to take the lead by one with seven minutes left. Only to be hung out to dry by a respectable team of referees that essentially gave the game to UCF on account of style points alone. That's valid, Boom. Receiver was clearly out of bounds. Maybe the easiest call in the world, but the catch was incredible, so let's give it to him. That's fair, Boom. All right. The fighting Gus Malzahans win the war on I-4, 46-39. Ah. Finally, we head to Corvallis, Oregon, and some packets after noon action. Ooh. It can get dark. It can get dark. It can get dark in the Oregon boom. That it can it's get kinda dark cloudy. in them fogs over there. <laughs> this dark. was a quacking forth battle, like beavers slapping a duck from side to side with its tail. The beavers did abandon the run game midway through the third interval, but they're putting up points like Jimmer and China all the same. Bo Hicks had a lingering leg, but the ducks seemed poised to win the game on a late drive into the red area. On fourth and goal from the three, Oregon State went. And damned the Ducks and escaped with a 38 to 34 victory. Incredible boom. Incredible. What a game that was. The Pack X clown show. Let's just start right there. Utah just worming its way back into a Pac 12 title game. Literally, I. What did they have? Two, three losses? I know why they're there, but at the same time, I don't know why they're there. They shouldn't be there. It's so frustrating. They yeah. shouldn't. It's dumb. You should automatically be disqualified from your conference championship game if you have more than one loss. Or if your name is Utah. If or it's if a power five. Three conference. losses. If it's power five. Including one to Florida. If it's like the MAC. <laughs> True. If it's the MAC, you should be able to make the MAC championship with a losing record. True. Yeah, definitely should. I bet you many of them do. <laughs> uh, but like Dan said, Utah lost to Florida, who lost to Vanderbilt. Any team that loses to Vanderbilt and beats another team has acted as a transitive property, what's the word, carrier? Yeah. Uh, sure. is, that's what they say? Sure. Uh, anyway, so Utah yep. is effectively sucks. Uh, any more comments on Ohio State before we move on? Uh, the Ohio State of pain. Uh, preferably directed towards uh, Mark Stroud, who actually asked you in person, or uh, in, over a DM. Uh, yeah, Mark okay. called you out. Mark, I have no comment for you, but for the rest of the listeners, mm. uh, I will say this was by far the worst day of the last what is it? Five years, six years almost, mm. five and a half years. Mm. Uh, the last time I felt this horrible about a loss was the 2016 Fiesta Bowl, where Ohio State lost 31 to zero to Clemson. That uh. is still by far. The worst experience I've ever had with sports in my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, uh, Is that the but, one where you deleted ESPN from your phone and you like yes, wouldn't do sports I, for several I, months? I've done that several times. <laughs> okay. yes. But that was one of those times. You okay. did that in 2019 as well. Yes. <laughs> okay. uh, but this was horrible. I have, I am flabbergasted. I am speechless. I have no words. I was in a very, very dark place. Um, on Saturday, it was sad. 
it, I, I can't even explain my feelings. Um, I, I will say this. Uh, the players and coaches after the game were saying that this game does not define us. We are not this one game. Yeah, you are. The, you are at Ohio State University. You're at the Ohio State University. This game defines your entire history and legacy. I, it's not this way at any other football program in any other any other sport. This game defines who you are. And the fact that C.J. Stroud just lost to Michigan twice by, what was it, like a combined 55 points or something, it's despicable. He will always be remembered for that. Never beat Ohio State. He, th- I, this game determines my happiness and livelihood for the next 364 days. Mm. And I just don't know how to explain how poor this performance was. Um... It, it, it was disgusting. And it, it's not to say that Ohio State was not the better team because I think we were the better team, but we played like absolute uh, cuss word. Michigan had 350 yards on five plays. Yeah. Their other 55 plays, they had 181 yards. It was just complete mental lapses. Oof. Just absolutely sharding the bed on multiple occasions. I don't know. I'm going to get off my high horse, but to say the least, this is by far... The worst I have felt about college football in a very long time. Some passion from Jared right there. Even worse than the Oregon loss. This is... It would appear. This is miles worse. I I don't think miles is the correct word to use there because miles is what we drove to that Oregon game and back. True. Uh, Light years. uh, Light years. This is... Like, I love college football more than anything in the world. And I was sick to my stomach. I, me and my family went out bowling after mm. this. We missed an entire slate of games. Bowling's cool, though. It, it was cool. And it was good to get my mind off of it. On Saturday, I watched the... Or was it Friday? Friday, I watched a football game in the bowling alley. Mm. Katie and I went bowling. That's yeah. fun. Uh, but I was sick to my stomach. I could not watch college football for like a solid six hours. Mm. Because I was just absolutely devastated. Um, still haven't fully recovered. Um... On Sunday morning, I was just like really sad. I was like, "Why am I so sad?" I was like, "Oh wait." And then you remembered yesterday. It's just depressing. I I'm gonna stop right now. I could go on forever. Poor McKinley. Yeah. Yeah. It was sad, dude. Poor McKinley is right, bro. <laughs> she was like, we were watching the game. She had to like cover her head with a blanket because she was like, she's into it now. Yeah. Like, I <laughs> yeah. indoctrinated her. Oh no. And she was like mad. She's like, "Why did you get me into this?" Why? I my sister, poor she took a bath and just bawled uh because of this game. She lost a bet, she had to wear a Michigan sweatshirt to <laughs> oh, no. Awesome all-time picture. No. I'll show you guys. Oh man. She's like obviously she's got tears in her eyes while she's wearing the sweatshirt. Middle fingers up while her friend is giving her a hug because she has a friend that's a Michigan fan. Yeah. Incredible. Just, Incredible. This is, this is our life. This game is our life. Yeah. The first half, we were like, okay, kind of giving me 2019 Fiesta Bowl vibes because we kicked way too many field goals and gave up way too many lucky plays. Yep. I'm so, I've got to stop before I throw myself out of this window. It's a window well, don't worry, we're on the ground level, so. Yeah. So let's move on and talk about something that you did a little bit better in this time, Jared. Let's talk about the picks. (laughs) 
There's my sister. That's the, incredible. The, the, the flip off right there. I love it. Slight burn. Anyway, yeah, let's continue. Let's talk about the picks. Uh, it was a good week overall for the podcast. It was. It was a very sure good week. Sure was. Yep. Uh, Dan got first place going eight, uh, eight one and one. Yeah. Technically, sure, yeah. yes. The, the USA tie. USA tie. Uh, I went 7 2 and 1. Jared, also 7 2 and 1. Oh, nice. nice. Big bounce back from him. Back. Over 500 now on the season. Oh. Uh, fans, Mickey Mouse schedule. We love you guys, but you suck at picking. Uh, but I love you. But Mickey Mouse schedule. You went <laughs> 5 4 and 1. Yes. Um, so Dan and Justin tied. We are now tied. We're tied. Going into the final week. Big week. I, who's going to take the chances to differ on some of these picks? It's a big week. You know, or, going or, in the championship week. Are you guys going to shake hands and draw? We'll do a Hunger Games Mary mm. situation. Yes. <laughs> Let's pick the same on nine games, but just on one. And just, it will be like an FCS playoff. It'll, it'll all be like down an to one. Buffalo game. <laughs> it'll be literally like oh, an FCS playoff game. That would be okay. hilarious. Division two playoff game. Uh, we'll do some research. That's not how we're gonna do it, but uh, that would be funny. That would be funny. Yeah. We are gaining on the fans, though. Their winning, their winning percentage because they have played in less games is fifty-eight point eight five percent. Dan and I are both sitting at fifty-eight percent. It's only one percent away from the fans. Yeah, it's close. You guys could overtake them. Yes, we week. could. That would be the biggest comeback story in all of sports. That'd be big. Let's get it. <laughs> That'd be big. One more week. Yeah. Anything else? No, not about the picks. I'm all just right. happy I'm over five hundred. That's, right? that's yeah. what I'm playing against. You know, it's like golf. Just stay under par. Yep, exactly. Or for me, stay within 20 of par. <laughs> for me, stay within 40 of par. For so, me, finish around. Let, <laughs> let me finish without losing all my golf balls. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about the playoff. The playoff is pretty solidified at this point, most people think. Given, yes, I would yes. agree, but we still do have championship weekend there are things happening, but there, I think very little. Like Even if some teams lose, I do think they'll still get in because there'll be one loss or two loss teams, and they will have played in the conference championship game, which other teams have not done. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, it's looking like Georgia won, yep. assuming yep. they don't crap the bucket to LSU. No, they will stomp LSU. Number two, even we're looking at Michigan. Lose, Michigan Georgia. earned number two. Yeah, even True. if they lose. Even Georgia. if Georgia loses, they, they might can be still one. be what? Yeah. Michigan <laughs> proved that they belong at number two. Yep. TCU is at number three, and USC is at number four. Yep. I think the big eyes, or the big eyes, I guess so. I yeah. emoji. Like uh, Great Gatsby, the big eyes. The big I eyes. emoji, I emoji, yeah. I emoji, Cougar Tracks Sad face. Emoji. Very true. Hypnotoad emoji. Um, I think all those big eyes will be on TCU and USC. TCU's favored by two and a half, USC's favored by two and a half. I think if either one of them lose, they're out. TCU might be able to lose and stay in. I think they both lose, they're both in. I don't know so? about USC. I don't who who would replace him? Alabama? Ohio two? State. As much as I hate to say it, I think Ohio State should be playing in the Bad Boy Morris Gasparilla okay. Bowl because of that performance. I think that's fair, but let's say they keep it close. USC keeps it close. Ohio State didn't play in a conference championship game. True. USC does. Yeah. So you do get that prestige at the very least. Maybe Ohio State could sneak in there, but what's you know we'll see when this episode comes out. This episode does come out on Tuesday. We'll see what the committee exactly. thinks of Ohio State. If yeah. they're sitting at seven or eight, there is no way they're getting in. But if they're sitting at five, it's a possibility. Right, I definitely agree. a I possibility. Agree. So yeah, is that it? Is basically Ohio State could sneak in if USC loses. Otherwise, top four is basically set. I think so, unless there's complete chaos, right? Yeah. In this four, who are you guys rooting for? 
That's a good mm-hmm. question. I think I personally not Georgia. Yeah, fair. Not Georgia. Anti SEC. Yep. Michigan would be okay because it's Big Ten. Interesting. The respect that we have in the rivalry is huge. Blasphemy. Interesting. Um, but interesting. Blasphemy. <laughs> Canceled. Um, TCU, obviously. Absolutely. And USC, TCU. Big Ten team. I think it would be <laughs> hilarious for True. them to win the playoff right as they go to the Big Ten. That would be very, very funny. Pac-12 would technically get the money, though. True. Because they're still yeah. in the Pac-12. True, but I still think it would be funny if they won and went to the Big 12 or Big Ten. That would be. I think fun. for me, it's TCU though. I think yeah. all my eggs are going to be in the TCU basket. That will be my main rooting. Interest. Same here. The Hypnotoad, the story, the crazy Twitter videos. <laughs> <laughs> love it. It's been a ride. I love it. Did you see Michigan made one for Ohio State? Frauds. Did you see it? Yeah, I saw it. <laughs> TCU. Yeah, TCU is a fun choice. I've been on Hypnotoad all year. I have been preaching the Hypnotoad. I will not stop preaching the Hypnotoad. Uh, if they would have let Tulane in, Tulane would have won it all. Of course. Just saying. But, uh, it's just great. Hypnotoad for the victory. Do you guys think they have a chance? Because literally everyone I talk to says there's no way TCU beats anyone. They're like, yeah, they'll get smashed in the playoff, but they deserve to be there. TCU has the most ranked victories of anyone in the nation. They are the most tested team out of anyone in the nation. I think it's blasphemous to assume that they couldn't beat anyone in the country. Yeah. Also, can we give a shout out really quick to Sonny Dykes? Oh my god! Literal first year coach at TCU is sure. First year in the Power Five, and he takes this team to the freaking college football playoff. And it's not like Lincoln Riley going to USC where he gets literally two mansions and yeah. a golden limo <laughs> ride. Yeah. You know, like he's not endowed with a bajillion dollars. Some of you guys went to freaking Fort Worth, Texas, yes. where the biggest thing is probably like a life size. Like six foot tall booze gal. No, their biggest thing is literally the town's water tower. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the water tower. <laughs> with, the, with the city insignia painted on it. Yeah, nice. with probably the Hypnotoad painted on it now. Now, yeah, you gotta yeah. paint the Hypnotoad. Just over his, his reino, his kingdom. Hypnotoad. But yeah, it's been truly impressive what Sunny Dykes has done. I love Sunny Dykes. I do. Yeah, I love this TCU team. Team of Destiny. They're fun. Speaking of TCU, they're having mm-hmm. fun. Gary Patterson, BYU defensive coordinator. Oh, whoa. apparently he has sons at BYU. What? What? Yeah, apparently. Huh? Hmm? Didn't know that. I didn't Aww. know that. What are they doing here? <laughs> what are they doing? <laughs> yeah, here? what are they? Is Gary, Gary's not a member? Is he? No, he's not. No, I don't think so. I haven't he's heard. a uh, country singer. He is a country artist. <laughs> he's definitely that. He's a country artist. He'd yeah. fit in well. Yeah. Um. Other names to look out for. Mm. Urban Meyer. Urban Meyer. I got a name for you guys. Pete Carroll. Uh, <laughs> Pete Carroll. Oh, that's a good one. Andy Reid, offensive coordinator. Andy Reid. Um, Daniel Bradford. Oh, Ooh. what? I could do as good a job as Tuiaki any day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me Daniel Bradford as Definitely BYU's not. new defensive coordinator. Definitely not. All right, uh, right in boats. Writing campaigns right now. <laughs> Everybody DM Kalani Satake and say hire at what's your Twitter at again? Daniel Bradford underscore. Hire at Daniel underscore Bradford at DC. And we'll just show pictures of Joe Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> this is him. Don't hold in the Heisman. Daddy is him. I'll start playing Madden to practice my defensive skills. Good, good. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of jobs, the real transition here, clap it up for me. Hey. That was a, yeah, that was a good transition. Uh, we have lots of open jobs. This is kind of what we'll use to wrap up the show, just to kind of run through these things. Yeah. Uh, coaching carousel is in full effect now. Here we season. go. It's crazy. It's crazy. Um, it's been insane. 
Uh, obviously, the stripper man, Hugh Freeze, hired at Auburn. Yep. Perfect fit, right? Yeah. Wild hire. I think it's... I think it's... <laughs> I think it's a pretty good, you know, summation of both entities. Yeah. yeah. Auburn hiring Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze ending up in Alabama. The deep south at Auburn. It's always a good sign when sure. you have to hire a little literal firm to run your coach's social media so that he doesn't DM any sexual assault victims. Yep. Yeah. Perfect. Love that. And that is Liberty and Auburn coaching carousel news. <laughs> there uh, are some other jobs that yes. have been circulating. Luke Fickle has left Cincinnati to go to Wisconsin. That was, that was a big one. Are, were any of you guys expecting him That's to end up at Wisconsin? Oh my gosh. No, not Wisconsin. After the Notre Dame job went to... Whatever his name is. Marcus Mar- Freeman. Marcus Freeman. I always want to say Martin Freeman. <laughs> um, I remember Marcus Freeman. I thought Luke Fickle was going to stay at Cincy for the long haul, mm-hmm. right? Because he had said he'd only leave for Notre Dame or Ohio State. Yep. Plus, he literally built Cincinnati, not from the ashes, but from like a lower level G5. No, from the ashes. Cincinnati to, used to suck. And they went to the playoff. Yeah. And now they're going into the Big 12. they got a raucous fan base. They're trending upward, sending... Almost double digits. Nine guys to the NFL last year. Yeah. Sheesh. And he leaves to go to Wisconsin where your ceiling is absolutely capped by Penn State, Michigan State, Michigan, Ohio State, and now USC. And guess what? You don't get to play in the Big Ten West anymore. No. There's no way they're keeping divisions. No divisions. So I, I do not understand the move. Obviously, money is probably part of it. But still, I just, I yeah. don't know what that move was for. Let me guys, Let me ask you guys one question. If last year Cincinnati does not make the college football playoff and they're in a similar situation as in this year where they're not even playing for the American title, they're not even going to a New Year's Six, so he doesn't have to worry about coaching those games, and he's available for talks, mm. do you think he ends up at Notre Dame? That's a good Interesting. question. I mean, if he left for Wisconsin, I would assume if he was offered the job at Notre Dame, obviously yeah. Notre Dame's super weird, nepotistic, kind of like BYU. Well, sure, yeah. yeah. My guess was Notre Dame got turned off because... He wouldn't return the calls because he was preparing for a New Year's Six college yeah. football playoff bid. Right. There's I think if they call, he answers, and he goes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you'd be crazy not to accept a job at Notre Dame. I agree. But Wisconsin? But <laughs> I do have to say, Wisconsin, they're historic. Yeah, true. They're historically very good. Yep. Bully football. Not yeah. as good the last mm. few years, but I think they can be good. They probably have the resources to be. Oh, yeah. A top-tier Big Ten team. And if anyone could do it, Luke Fickle probably can. That's true. I agree. As a Wisconsin fan, I would be elated. This is like the best news Yeah. as, a, as for like a new hire, right? That's huge because he's proven he's a great guy, great coach, knows the Big Ten area, right? The recruiting oh, yeah. footprint. Mm-hmm. You know, played at Ohio State, coached at Ohio State, coached at Cincinnati. I, Awesome hire on Wisconsin Paul. Whatever oh, yeah. they did to get him there, BYU needs to do that with the Home PC. run. $7 million dollars a year is what they gave him. $7.9 million a year, I think. That's not bad. Not bad. At all. <laughs> Decent amount of money. Yeah. Other coaching jobs that have opened up. Colorado's been open for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. FAU recently opened up. Georgia Tech is open. Liberty is open now that Hugh Freeze has decided to leave for Auburn. USF is open, but also closed. Tied closely to Deion Sanders and other candidates. True. Stanford, David Shaw just resigned. Texas State, anyone want that job? <laughs> we'll take it. <laughs> we will take it. Yeah. Tulsa, UAB, whose coach retired at the beginning of the year, actually. Mm-hmm. UNLV, which was very surprising, and Western Michigan. Yeah. 
And that's not even to mention that Auburn and Wisconsin, like we said, have made hires. Matt Rule to Nebraska. We got to talk about that. True. Yeah. Do we mention mm-hmm. that? That Matt Rule is hilarious to watch. Yeah. Always licking <laughs> his lips, spitting on himself. He's like a disgusting <laughs> human being. That's he's like a he's one of the three Stooges. Yeah. Yeah. He he's like a little overweight. Just the facial bodily fluids are just running. Um, so he specializes in rebuilding programs. Yeah, and he yeah. was done it time and time again at Baylor, at Baylor, at he Temple. Amazing. He got college game day to go to a Temple game. Yeah. Woo. What? What? Yeah, I think that's another. I've great got my hire. eye on that. No, that's Nebraska good and Wisconsin. Big Ten could be some changes coming. We're coming. Huh? Tuck coming, but except the Big Ten coming. I hope and so. Tuck is not. Big Ten West coming. And then uh, Arizona State also made a hire. An ex-player uh, that used to play there. He is currently, if I'm not mistaken, the OC of Oregon. 32 years Oregon, old. Oregon, yeah. Very young. Yes, he was the OC at. Um, sorry, he was OC. He was on the Arizona State staff for a little bit. Ended up at Florida State and then in Oregon, and now he is back at Arizona State as the youngest head coach in college football and the first head coach in college football to be born in the 1990s. Hey, wild! We're next. We're next. We're um, next. Give I us the Texas State job. Sources from Arizona State say that in the press conference he said all the right things. He had a, a very good attitude, a very good uh, persona, and. Arizona State is feeling very optimistic about this. Not like if they had hired Deion Sanders where it's like, let's go win the Pac-12. But they're very confident that they will be rebuilt in the best way possible. Youthful energy in the building. Exactly. That's what you can ask. That's the opposite of what they used to have. (laughs) Herm, the walking Hearst Edwards. Yeah. Any parting thoughts before we get out of here? It's been a little bit of a longer episode, but we did have a lot to cover we didn't have two episodes last week, so yeah. obviously we had a lot to do here. Final thoughts on the weekend. They could be football, basketball, or geopolitical related. <laughs> I hope you appreciated college football season. It's come and gone. Enjoy championship week. Enjoy a beautiful Army-Navy game with some mm. beautiful uniforms. Oh, oh yes. Enjoy are. bowl season. Enjoy college football playoff. And then get yourself to enjoying college basketball. Yeah. Things when, come when and go very quickly. Exactly. Don't rush yes. it. But Don't when the be time hasty. Comes, you know, time comes and goes. You just have to enjoy it. Roll with the punches. And at the very end of the day, it's Iran. Hey. My final thoughts. College football season is way too short. Yep. Mm-hmm. Shortest too long of like season. any sport I've ever witnessed. Yep. Mm-hmm. 12 games. In the whole season, yep. plus, you know, some weird postseason stuff. But, yeah, the World Cup is even shorter. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, we're almost done with the group stage. The real fun begins soon. Enjoy that while you can. Enjoy college football while you can because it is fleeting. It is fleeting. It is fleeting. Uh, my final thoughts would be basically to uh, testify the words of my companions. Ah, yes, yes. Great. Testify the words of my wife. The NFL can suck it. Yep. Thank you, McKinley. Um, uh, in the future, we'll be coming out with our bowl projections very soon here, maybe next episode. Don't forget about it. If I can get all my research done by then. And uh, I can manipulate our Instagram post again. Yes. That that was a sound feat by you. There was no way I was fitting all those logos. I can change the logos. I think I can do it. I think that I can was do a it. lot of logos. It was a lot of logos. So, Over 100 logos on that thing. <laughs> Goodness. Uh, so we'll get all of that uh, figured out somehow. We'll come. We'll Obviously, after championship week. And before the bowl season, we'll do our bowl previews. Uh-huh. Uh, 
notably very fun. Our one minute tops. One going minute through tops. Yes. Burn through all forty two bowls. Um, but yeah, enjoy it, guys. World Cup, interesting. They do it like the end of the Premier League for the le- these ending of the World Cup group stage games. Yes, yeah, true. They Good all point. play at the same time. Yeah, they Incredible. don't want they don't want people like planning to tie on purpose so mm, other yeah. teams get mm-hmm. in or whatnot. Yeah, it's all at the same time. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Uh, anyway, yeah, go go troops. Um, support the troops. Go troops. Wear blue yeah. today. Wear blue. Uh, I'll I'll make this release at four a.m. So even the early risers will know to wear blue. Okay. Wear the royal good. Good. Blue. Good. Yep. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we can wrap. Uh, care to comment on how it is pronounced? Oh yes. I ran. I ran so far away. I ran. I ran. I ran. <laughs> Thank right. you, everybody, for joining us for this episode of the Royal Strong and True Podcast. This was an interesting episode. We got into sports talk. We got into World Cup talk. We got into geopolitical relationship talk. We got into lots of stuff. If you listen this far into the episode, make sure you leave a comment on our latest Instagram post that says... On how you think Iran is pronounced. Yes. Tell Please. us how you think... guide. Gosh, dang. We're going to get everyone canceled. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, comment how you think Iran is pronounced. And yeah, uh, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. Make sure you're downloading the episodes. It helps more than you know. Leave a five-star review. Share it with your friends. Share the Instagram post with your friends, the Twitter posts. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at loyal2royalpod. And check out our website, periodically royalstrongandtrue.com, for little articles and fun things with Jared's Weekend Watch Guides. Love you. Bye. Thank you. Bye now. <laughs>